one sense um, to chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra you don't need to be initiated it's different from Gayatri Mantra Gayatri you can't chant unless you are initiated but with the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra uh, anyone can chant so but uh, Prabhupada has, has established this idea of a first initiation and a second initiation so that there's formal initiation with vows for the, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra uh, because uh, these are things that will make uh, facilitate spiritual progress because the uh, Prabhupada writes in his that original pamphlet on chanting it was on the, the happening record label that in the beginning anyone can chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra but then later on to make progress one has to chant uh, and, and avoid offenses I'm not quoting him literally but that he, he mentions it in that very beginning so if we have a kirtan on the streets and uh, drunks come out of the bar and start chanting and dancing we encourage them but for people who want to make spiritual progress, <laughs> we don't encourage that style of chanting. Uh, so there's a process to be followed, and this initiation is a, a commitment to that process. Uh, it's also um, vows are taken. The disciple takes vows, and the spiritual master is also making a commitment for taking responsibility for the guidance uh, of the disciples, so it's it's the formalization of a relationship. It's already been uh, in effect for some time, but now we form formalize it. Um, so Prabhupada has asked that uh, at the time of initiation, that especially we talk about uh, of chanting while avoiding offenses, because there there are. Ten offenses uh, that, uh, that are mentioned uh, in regard to the holy name, and there's they have to be avoided. They have to one has to try to avoid them in order to make spiritual progress. It's been explained by Haridas Thakur that the the holy name can appear in three different ways. Uh, there's nam aparad. Uh, uh, which is uh, chanting with offenses. Uh, there's uh, namabasa, uh, chanting on the clearing stage. Uh, the pure name is not is not uh, yet manifest, but the uh, uh, but but the effulgence. Uh, of the holy name is there. Uh, that's clearing stage. And then there's Shudanam, the pure name. So Nam, Namaparad, Namabasa, and Shudhanam. When the Shudanam is there, when the chanting is pure, then the full identification uh, of the name with Krishna uh, is realized. Because because Krishna and Krishna's name are the same, uh, uh, 
It's full of all Titanya rasa, vigrahas, the form of all transcendental rasas. It has all the all the same qualities as as Krishna. They, why are they not manifest? Uh, that is, well, the reason is that uh, we are not yet uh, chanting uh, the holy name. So, if we are chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, committing offenses against the holy name, and not doing anything about it, uh, then uh, that's called uh, namaparad, it's offensive chanting. Uh, and Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that this kind of chanting is not much better than letters of the alphabet. Uh, when one is chanting on the clearing stage, that is to say, to, to get on the clearing stage is very simple. One has to simply chant while trying to give up offenses. Uh, one can uh, one can go uh, of one's own volition f- from the offensive to the clearing stage. It's within our power to do that because it all it requires is that we be trying to go to the pure stage. Something else again. Uh, uh, so. Prabhupada has emphasized that, that, that one, should, one should chant the holy name uh, in the clearing stage, chanting while trying to give up offenses. Uh, so when one is trying to give up offenses, this is this Nam Abbas. The Haridas Thakur, uh, you can read about it in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Haridas Thakur compares this to uh, this uh, the dawning light of the holy name, this abasa. Abasa refers to the projection of light into darkness. If there's sunlight coming in through a window, uh, you can't see the sun, but you can see the sunlight. That's abasa. So, uh, in the morning, before the sun has risen. Uh, this is his example. The forest is a dangerous place. It's it, it's it's full of wild animals, uh, and there's also uh, uh, gangsters, dacoits, uh, highwaymen, robbers uh, that lurk in the dark. And it, uh, also in the forest, there's the Buddhas, Pratas, Pishachas, ghosts, hobgoblins, vampires, uh, whatever that, that's in the forest. So these things, the forest is dangerous. But at the, at the, with the dawning twilight, the sun is still below the horizon, but just the dawning light is in the sky. The forest becomes safe. Just with that dawning light, the wild animals go to their uh, their lairs or dens, and the the robbers go to their their hideout places. And, and of course, we know that Dracula returns to his coffin. <laughs> uh, so, so this this way, the forest becomes safe. So he says, in the same way, mere namabasa destroys all sinful reactions, and actually, the fruit of chanting on the clearing stage is liberation. 
mukti. That's what Nama Bas does. Uh, the the Shudanam, the pure name, gives Krishna prema. Well, this was this was what Hari Das Thakur said in a discourse. He was asked to speak. Uh, there were Brahmins present who were cultivating uh, mukti, and they were offended. And there's a long story about about how, how that that developed. So, so this is uh, what we have to do is to chant uh, on the clearing stage, uh, to chant while trying to give up offenses. And that's why, you know, in our literature, I have a little copy here, just for my memory, you know, there's the, the, the offenses are here, uh, the ten offenses to the holy name. They're, these are taken from the Padmahar, Padma Purana. Uh, there's four verses in which they're, they're, they're listed. Uh, and now the interesting thing is that when we recite the the, the offenses uh, in, in the temple, we say the ten offenses, and then we say it's also an offense to be inattentive while chanting. Which seems like either uh, uh, there are eleven offenses, or else there's something else, but it's not so important. Uh, I track down why we have that situation where we say there's ten offenses in the name of eleven. And also I found out the status of the eleventh offense. It's actually the most important one to deal with. Uh, so I just want to want to point this out. Of course the when the when the list is there in the Padma Purana they're they're not numbered. Uh, uh, and uh, um, but uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur in, in, one, in one place uh, where he gives the ten offenses in the, in, in, in the Harnam Chintamani he combines the, the, the uh, fourth and the fifth offense into one uh, uh, to blaspheme the Vedic literature uh, and to give some interpretation on the holy name he uh, no, excuse me, the fifth and the sixth offense, uh, to give some interpretation on the holy name or to consider the glories of the holy name of the Lord to be imagination. So he makes it into, and you can do the Sanskrit this way, uh, to consider the glories of the holy name to be imagination and therefore to give some interpretation on the holy name of the Lord. And that's one offense. Because they're both Artavada, Harinama, Kalpana, they're short. So he he makes it one offense, uh, and you've heard, them, like for example, uh, I've heard, yeah, chanting the Hare Krishna mantra uh, makes endorphins uh, uh, appear in your brain, or or uh, makes your breathing regulated. All these different things. How it were some material explanation. Of, of how, how this uh, how, how this works, uh, uh, and then then he drops out uh, this uh, this phrase api pramadaha, which occurs after what we consider to be the eighth offense to consider the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra to be one of the auspicious ritualistic uh, mantras or activities offered in the Vedas as fruitive activities. 
Ahuta Agnihotri Yajna, something like that. Uh, um, and then it says, Api Pramadaha. Uh, 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 api means also or especially, and then Pramadaha, the word Pramadaha, literally means insanity. Or it can be distraction. Even in English, uh, sometimes, or it used to be when somebody was uh, in a, in a, in a uh, disturbed state of mind, you say he's distracted. Hamlet says, oh, this distracted globe. <laughs> you know, so, so distraction is not just not a paying attention, but, but seriously <laughs> distracted. Or here, inattentiveness while chanting. Uh, and in a sense... All the offenses are ways of not paying attention to the holy name. So it could refer to all of them. But in the Harnam Chintamani it's especially singled out. Uh, uh, because there, Bhakti uh, no, Thakur explains, or really he's channeling a conversation, <laughs> I, I refer, regard it as channeling, between uh, Haridas Thakur and Lord Chaitanya in which this discussion has taken place and then conveyed in the Harinam Shintamani, uh, there, uh, this is stated that from this offense, all the other offenses grow. And that if we are not trying to become free from this offense, we will not be successful in becoming free from all the other offenses. So this is this is the the thing I want to stress. Now we we take a vow to chant sixteen rounds a day. And Prabhupada said at one place, sixteen rounds on the beads, innumerable rounds off the beads. It's not limited to sixteen rounds. So this is called japa, and that that's really dedicated, concentrated time for the holy name alone. So, I'll just show you. So, so we sit down and we have our beads, you know, in, in our hand, and we focus our, our our attention on the holy name, and we chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. We're supposed to pay attention to the sound, the sound of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Uh, and then the next beat, and the beads are—they they help us. They ground us a little bit, you know, on the earth element, and uh, uh, help us concentrate on the holy name. Prabhupada said at one time, "If you want to chant to something, chant to your beads." There was a period where I thought of every bead as a little microphone. <laughs> I would chant to the to the beads that way. Uh, so the, the, those beads are there to help us concentrate our mind. So usually what happens, we're going along and we're chanting. And, and what should we think about when we chant? Chanting is thinking. We should think, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. It's not just with our voice, it's with our mind. I mean, japa literally refers to the mental chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra. So if we, we keep on going and our 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 our... our voices continue with the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, but our, suddenly our attention has gone to something else. 
I think, oh, wait a minute. I, I have to find the key to the storeroom. Some, you know, some pops into your head, you know. And you start thinking, yeah, who keeps losing that key anyway? And that, that leads to the whole key issue. And, and, and the next thing you know, you know, your mind is far away. One thing leads to another. Uh, so that can happen. You're starting to chant a Hare Krishna mantra and your mind's focused on the holy name. It's a prayer. Each name is in the vocative case. You're calling Krishna. It should, Prabhupada says in that on chanting, it should be like the cry of a child for its mother. You know, you you are calling Krishna. It's a vocative case. Uh, uh, the mind uh, starts going away. Uh, we start thinking of other things. Now, in the pure name, the mind doesn't go away. When there's shudanam, there's no tendency for the mind to go away. It's difficult. If you have to think of something else, uh, you can ignore fire alarms if you're absorbed in the holy name. Uh, uh, but 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 on the, so the clearing stage is when you have noticed, or when I have noticed, that the mind has gone somewhere else. Bring it back again. Place our attention, uh, place our mind with our attention at the feet of the holy, holy name. If it goes away again, bring it back. It can go away so many times, bring it back. That's the clearing stage when we're doing japa. Because when we're doing japa, the offense to be dealt with at that time is inattentiveness. If you're dealing with that, you know, you you can't possibly deal with blaspheming devotees or, or thinking the Hare Krishna Mahamantra is an imagination or something. You know, that's the one. So you just deal with that one. And immediately you're on the clearing stage. When we're on the clearing stage, we make spiritual progress. The obstacles go away. We start making advancement. We'll be able to deal with other offenses effectively that we may be uh, committing. So we can immediately transfer ourselves from the from the from the offensive to the clearing stage during japa simply by paying attention. And even if we're not very successful, even if to our distress, our mind seems to want to want to run away from the holy name, which is disturbing to think that somehow or other my mind wants to run away from the holy name, or just bring it under control by means of, when you bring the mind under the control, that's the intelligence that, that does that. Because uh, the, it turns out that, you know, if we, here's the holy name given to us by Lord Chaitanya that's full of all transcendental potencies and we still don't want to pay attention, there was sometimes we want to run and hide. Why is that there? Well, it's there because when we changed bodies the last time, we brought our mind with us. We may have left behind whatever gross body we happen to inhabit, but we brought our mind with us. Who knows? What's hanging in there? 
from our previous births. But that's the mind we've got. And Prabhupada has told us that devotional service is a continuation from a previous life, which also means that we blew it. That somehow or other we were not qualified to go back home, back to Godhead. So we must have had some problems (laughs) at that previous life, or how many others, I don't know. But uh, So that's why we should chant in a humble state of mind. Uh, If we start to notice that how hard it is to control our mind while we're chanting our japa, that also should help us become humble. Because we know that we're faulty. I'm, the really good news is I'm not my mind. The bad news is my mind is full of all kinds of bad things, but I have to take it under control. If you see the beginning of the sixth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, um, this question comes up about controlling the mind. Prabhupada says in the beginning of his, of his purports that yoga is about controlling the mind. That's that's its aim is to control control the mind, and when Krishna describes the process of controlling the mind, whenever it wanders, bring it back under the control of the self. Arjuna has a protest; it can't be done. He says it can't be done. The mind is a, you know like it's like trying to control the wind. You're supposed to make your attention like a candle flame in a windless place, and but it's like this, you know, flicker, flicker, flicker. What are we supposed to do? He said, I can't. So Arjuna says it can't be done. It's unbearable, unendurable. And Krishna, which I'm happy about, says, yes, you're right about the mind. It is difficult to control. But then he says it can be done. And he says two things, by abhyasa and by vairagya. So the word abhyasa means practice, by practice. Uh, abhyasa yoga yuktena chetasa na anyagamna. You, by your mind not going anywhere else, it says that's in 8.8. Eight, eight, uh, by practice. And practice means repetition. Like when you practice a musical instrument, you pick it up every day and you do it. When you want to learn any skill, you have to practice. So that's practice. Our our japa is practice. It's abhyasa. And then, uh, uh, vairagya, uh, detachment. One thing that makes the wind increase are material attachments. So, therefore, we follow four regulative principles to, for vairagya, uh, to make the mind calm and peaceful. Those regular principles that we practice are n- not merely matter of correct behavior in a moral sense. It's also the conditions for knowledge. It's noetic, it's epistemological. We cannot know Krishna unless we have the proper instruments of perception. So the regular principles are there for the, also for the process of knowledge and then 
knowledge of Krishna also means love. Uh, all the, all that will follow. So that's that's why we we uh, Prabhupada has given us the, the instructed us in uh, about the offenses against the chanting of the holy name. I've talked a long time already, so I won't go through the other offenses. Maybe I should mention one other. Uh, the first of it's Satam Ninda, blessing devotees. Uh, the holy name needs to be cultivated in the association of devotees. And that can sometimes, because we're all individuals and everyone's different, uh, it becomes, the social life can become a little bit trying sometimes. And one has to be very careful uh, to respect the devotees who are simply because they are interested in Krishna consciousness. Uh, what one one should be, uh, yeah. It becomes hard sometimes, and and by by the way, what, what pe- people sometimes think there's a general experience that people have when I began in Krishna consciousness and began chanting, I made a lot of advancement. I felt so much spiritual energy. I felt ecstasy, and then later it stopped often when they took initiation or thereafter, and became difficult. And there's a standard explanation that I've heard in ISKCON. Yeah, in the beginning, Krishna gives you some extra boost just to encourage you, and then he kind of takes it away. Uh, my conviction is what, what really happens is, is that in the beginning of Krishna consciousness, um, you didn't commit very many offenses. Uh, first of all, you may not have even known them. It's an offense to disobey the order of the spiritual master. If you didn't even know what the orders of the spiritual master were, you couldn't even commit that offense. Uh, and uh, the first time you start coming to a temple, you think all the devotees are great souls. And then you get to know them. <laughs> and, and things become a little difficult. <laughs> That, that part, you know, thinking that, yes, I have to respect this person for what they're trying to become them, for what they actually are, or uh, I, have, I have to uh, 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 learn how to get along with these devotees and see that, uh, that uh, what are my offenses compared to theirs, you know, how will my past judgment, and so on. So uh, this is, uh, but it's a very, it's, it's also an easy offense to, to commit. And we have many stories about devotees who have committed offenses in, in, in our literature. Uh, and what happened to Ravasa Muni. Anyway, uh, this is there for our uh, ed- education. So... Uh, now, uh, when the time is there uh, to take initiation, th- this has given us. You know, a, 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 a sh- one should feel a boost, and especially one will feel a boost if one actually uh, cultivates the holy name uh, according to the simple and clear instructions 
that Srila Prabhupada has, has given us. If we, uh, if we have been chanting on the offensive stage and we go to the clearing stage, immediately uh, uh, we will feel better. We will start to make spiritual progress. We'll pick up one of Prabhupada's books and every page is telling us something new and interesting. We won't say, oh, he keeps saying the same thing over and over again. Uh, it'll be a, the, the, those books will be alive, alive for us. The devotees will look better. ISKCON will look better. Uh, because we'll be making spiritual advancement. And, and the rules for doing so are, 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 are to follow the regular principles, chant 16 rounds a day while trying to avoid offenses. It's really succinct and simple to say, simple to understand, a little harder to do. That's a fact. Okay, thank you very much uh, for your uh, attention uh, in this matter. So, so now, this is the first time I've ever done a remote. Initiation. Want to come up? Tusta Krishna, my remote. I can't exactly see because we don't have the big picture here. No, he was Okay, so he's over there. We did it. Okay. So I need to ask you a question. Uh, what are the four regulative principles? Four regulative principles are no meat eating, no intoxication of any sort, including tea, um, no illicit sex, and no gambling. Okay. And you promise to follow those four regulative principles carefully? I do. Okay. And uh, how many rounds a day will you chant without fail on these beats? I will chant a minimum of 16 rounds a day. Thank you very much. So you can give, uh, I'll give you the beats. <laughs> you have them? Okay. So your name is Taraka Balaram Das. Can you see this? You have to bring it close to the screen here. I've written it out so you can get the diacritics right. Let's see. Can you see it? Does it show up? Taraka? Turn it around, can you? <laughs> see, there you go. Taraka Balaram Das. Taraka means. Taraka means savior. <laughs> You're the servant of Balaram who is the savior. So you should uh, do Balaram's function, also Nityananda, and uh, not only save yourself, but save as many other souls as possible. That means you're the, that's what you do as the servant of Taraka of Balaram. Thank you, Krishna. You must have someone who's special to put the neck beads on. Yeah. 
And I need your neck beads to be done. Somebody, some, someone needs to put neck beads on you. You can Socks, go back and specialty down. Specialty stairs. Yeah. As well. mm -hmm. Yeah, here we go. Prabhupada called these neck beads are like our dog collar. <laughs> we have a master. master. <laughs> Okay, we can uh, now proceed with the fire sacrifice, huh? Thank you very much. Thank you.